Hey, welcome into another edition of the Original Roundtable with ESPN's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Lance Taylor from the next round. It is on Disrupt the Media. Like, subscribe, give us a thumbs up. It is always brought to you by MyBookie.ag this Thanksgiving weekend. If you want to put that wager down, go to MyBookie.ag. Put in promo code next round. They're going to hook you up with a big bonus at checkout. It's Thanksgiving week. We will get into food. Let's go on and go back to Corvallis. Um, and I do want stop. you to explain. No, 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 stop. One second. The difference between you and I for many years, right, is that I'm the redneck that grew up on a farm in Louisiana, and you are the fashion aficionado. This sums it up right now. I've got a free Lions hoodie, right, from when my brother goes <laughs> to the Lions, a free in his free hat. I mean, and you're sitting there in a nice damn thousand dollar sport coat, right? And, and so if this doesn't sum up, you know, Bonnie and Clyde, freaking Oscar and Felix, what the odd couple. Right here. This is why the original roundtable worked. What you're looking at right now? Well, the we you both had love for food, so let's go back to Corvallis before we get to the game and the conditions. Uh, are there good restaurants in Corvallis? I assume there are. Yeah, Sky High was awesome. Uh, great spot. Just just get in a three point stance and just fire off at a tap LT. I mean, it was it was awesome. Um, and that that atmosphere, like that place holds about, I mean, standing room only, maybe forty thousand, but damn, it's loud. I mean, and I love there's a Toyota dealership that hands out these orange, uh, you know, hard hats and to the entire student section. And it was a scene to behold in person. It, it, it is a tremendous atmosphere where you want to have 40,000 sound like 80. I mean, they do it. it. It was awesome. Now, the conditions, dude, I was sick as a dog. I'm mean, uh, I, I, I can't I, like we were sitting on the couch and people would walk by and they'd be like, where is that? And I was like, it's like 40 degrees. That's Corvallis, Oregon. Yeah. And it looks miserable. And they were like, it does. And so I was oh, thinking about you. And I was like, I can't I even were. imagine. You, you were laughing at me. I was. I was laughing that I was yeah. sitting next to a fire pit watching this. <laughs> Dude, my, so I've got this uh, old uh, Cloudville um, ski gear, right? And I thought I'd go, like, I love my Under Armour gear. And, and, but I was like, this may be a little different, right? So I went Cloudville. I should have stuck with Under Armour. Because I was soaked three layers deep. It was uh, around 38 to 42 degrees, uh, depending on the time. It was 10 to 12 mile an hour winds, and the rain was just gusting. Now, by the fourth quarter, it finally you know dissipated. But I got to the airport at a red-eye home, uh, and I just went to the Admirals Club and just started shelling. I mean, I was waiting on a dry layer. Right? <laughs> like, it, so you didn't even skin off until you got to the airport? No, man, we we uh, had to, we had to catch the escort out, right? I mean, and, and you got to go. I, I didn't have time. I almost skinned off in the back seat, but I didn't. I didn't think anybody needed to see that. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a good thing. Um, <laughs> so, hey, so I, I thought I thought good. Oregon State was going to win that game. Obviously, I they too. didn't. Uh, Michael Penix, man, you know the numbers weren't great, and I'm trying to tell people if you watch the game, you know the conditions were horrific, and oh. some of the throws he made were clutch throws, which he typically does. Uh, first, did you get to shake his hand? He's got those 11 inch hands, they look gigantic. Yeah, he's mad. I mean, and the most polite superstar you're going to find for a Heisman candidate. Uh, I mean, just absolutely tremendous. And then uh, Odunze is another one. That, that entire team, Kalen DeBoer, LT, if you guys haven't had him on the next round, we haven't. I'd love to get him. He is in our end of third quarter interview, right? Now, think about the score at the time, it's a one score game. He's got a college football playoff berth on the line. And he's cracking jokes with me. And I actually told him, I didn't have a second question because his first one went like 40, 45 seconds. 
his answer. And I'm like, I, I, I actually said to him, you are calmer than I am. And he laughed. He goes, hey, just football, man. Let's just go play. I mean, it's, this dude's just different. He's built. He's wired different. Um, and in the month of November, go look up his record. He's like, as a head coach, LT, it's like 29 and one now. Yeah. And he's undefeated against top 15 teams at, at well, Washington. That's me, unbelievable. This is what elite coaches do in year two when they yeah. get their program. They and, get better. Every, yeah. And I asked him that, LT. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but, yeah. but I want you to react to this. When I asked him about his record in November, and especially against top 25 teams, he said, "When if you have a good football team and you have a good coaching staff and you've hired well as a head coach, you should get better every single week. And come November, you should be playing your best football and you should not lose. Come well, on, dude. Hey, and that's that's what's strange about a couple of things. So I thought Brian Kelly was going to have a special year. Look, he's got the best player in college football right now in Jaden Daniels. And for them to have three losses is baffling. Um, you look at Lincoln Riley goes 11-1 and in the regular season last year. The defense is worse in year two. And if Kalen DeBoer and Dan Lanning can do what they're doing, the, the, the potential for playing their way in to a college football playoff, what the hell is going on at USC and LSU? Well, I wouldn't take uh, – I would – separate the two to be honest man um you know lsu you know it's just you, you lose at bama you lose down and let's be honest man i mean that, that was a home game week one i had that game against florida state trust me it was a home game uh for the Knowles against a damn good Knowles team which was what 17 14 i'm going off the top of my head at the half and then the floodgates opened yeah uh, you know I, i'm not gonna knock lsu uh because they they, they two of their three losses are two monsters, right? And then you look at, at SC, I mean, I really look at some of their law at, at the time, number what, nine, Utah, um, you know, Washington, who's undefeated. You know, I mean, dude, it's hard, man. We talked about it at the beginning of the season, right? When you, in that Pac-12, that gauntlet is going to be very difficult to run. And they got, they got, they got just, gobbled up man no i get it but washington's undefeated you've got the reigning heisman trophy winner in caleb williams and you're seven and five yeah look it was not the obviously not the best coaching job uh and, and it's not just coaching right i mean players also they, they we don't i don't think in this day and age i want to get your thoughts on this i think we hold coaches more accountable than ever and we don't hold players as accountable as we used to yeah you're right and i think we will start holding players more accountable when people start to realize the nil deals they're getting Thank the you. coaches you don't get a pass because you're making five to ten million dollars a year the expectation is you need to win right now yeah, Player, it, should be, it should be the same expectation i mean if a guy's getting an nil deal i mean they're to me they're an employee no, yeah. I mean, remember, Peyton Manning was just barbecued in molasses. You know, I mean, you know, losing to Florida. You know, I mean, the the, the jokes from Steve Spurrier, right? Where, hey, you can't spell citrus bowl without UT. Peyton Manning will be the MVP again. I mean, players used to be held accountable. Even at the college level, when they weren't even getting paid. Right now, in my mind, in your mind, they were because we got kids we got to pay to go to college, right? Give me a full boat. That's getting paid, coach. Right? I mean... My daughter just decided, you know what, I'm not playing college ball. Uh, so I'm like, I'm, I'm, I told her, hey, God bless you. You just made a grown-up decision. In the back of my mind going, son of a, there goes 200 grand. <laughs> I mean, so that's getting paid, bub. But they were held more accountable 
you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago than they are now. And to your point, and I agree with you, that's, I mean, you're, you're, I didn't even think about NIL. They should be held more accountable than they ever have been. It's the original roundtable with ESPN's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Lance Taylor for the next round. It is on Disrupt the Media. Like, subscribe, give us that thumbs up. We would appreciate that. It is brought to you by Lance'sLog.com. Every league, every day, we've got uh, plays out there. We've got daily packages, weekly packages, monthly, annual, jump on board, big bowl package coming up. Go to Lance'sLog.com. Check that out for us. Uh, so you and I are never good at math. Um, I don't understand some of these tiebreakers, especially the Big 12. Because did I see this right? If Kansas State is to get in, Oklahoma State and Oklahoma both have to win. But if they're – there was one scenario where both had to win, and then there's another scenario where both have to lose for Kansas State to get in. I am so baffled. I know Texas is in, but please explain to us what is going on with the Big 12 tiebreaker. All right. Uh, from what I was told, I got to read all of it. I, I'm not going to read all of it to you because it would we, we don't have enough time. But there are roughly 128 different combinations of tiebreakers. No, there's not. Read Kirk Bowles' piece uh, who covers the Texas Longhorns and the Austin American Statesman. How is that even possible? I mean, maybe that was going into last weekend. I mean, it may have been going into – there was like – going into last weekend, it was 128 different combinations. I mean, I do, I can go deep for you right now. I mean, how, how far do you want me to go? Well, I, I just – I want to know – I think the best chance – Alabama fans obviously want a little chaos with Texas getting that head-to-head. This is like reading Anna Karenina. I think the best chance for Texas to lose is Kansas State. Kansas State had them on the ropes. I think Kansas State is playing good football right now. I don't think Oklahoma State is at the moment. Um, I don't think Oklahoma beats them in a rematch. I think Kansas State is the best hope for chaos. So what will it take to get Kansas State and Chris Kleiman back in the Big 12 championship game? That was only – that's still on page one of this. So I'm glad you asked about Kansas State. If Kansas State beats Iowa State on Saturday following a Texas win and a loss by Oklahoma and a loss by Oklahoma State, the Wildcats clinch a berth to the championship as a two-seed versus Texas. Okay, well, that's not happening. Did you get all that? Yeah, I got it, but it ain't happening. A lot of hands. So, yeah. there you go. That's so, who, who, I mean, best chance Texas is playing Oklahoma State if they win, right? If Oklahoma State beats TCU, I'm having to read all this, on Friday, and that win is followed by a Texas win and an Oklahoma State loss, as the dogs are now barking because it's making their heads hurt, the Sooners clinch a berth to the championship as a two-seed versus Texas. Okay, final one, Oklahoma State. How do they get in? Just win? Oh, dear God. Hold on. i got to find that one. It's a Saturday game against BYU. Yep. If Oklahoma State beats BYU, they clinch a berth. Okay. Well, that was easy. Going. That was yeah. easy. Oh, so BYU, I, the right side of their offensive line, you and I could play better. But, hey, but you know, I mean, they had every opportunity to beat Oklahoma this past week. So, you know, Kalani Sataki is one of those coaches they're not going to quit playing for. Yeah. I, like I, just, I just don't think that uh, they're good enough to beat Oklahoma State in Stillwater. We shall see. Uh, boy, that is complicated, though. And here's a big picture, right? We're going divisionless in the SEC. We're going divisionless in the Big Ten. We, are, we are already are divisionless in the Big 12. These remarkable and these tiebreakers that will go, are going to make your head hurt, we're all, going to, we're all going to be dealing with it. Every conference is going to be dealing with what we just laid out. Yeah, but don't you believe that ultimately we're not going to have these conference championship games? I mean, now that we're going to 12-team playoff, I just don't know how important they are. And somebody brought this up the other day. I mean, think about it like this. 
when we go to 12, you know uh, Ohio State and Michigan are already in. And when they go to Vigilantless, so you would have Ohio State, Michigan this weekend, possibly next weekend in Indianapolis, and then possibly a third time in the college football playoff. So I think you got to yeah, get rid of these conference I championship see, games. I, I think the committee would take that. If I was on the mock committee, right, or if I was on the committee, I would factor that point in where we saw them in the regular season, we saw them in, in, in the you know conference championship game. We got to put them on opposite ends, and if we're going to see it again, it would have to end up either in a semi or, or the natty. Same with the Southeastern Conference, right? I mean, you you would have to. That's you know, still, man. That's overkill. I understand if it's semifinal or national championship. I don't want to. We see it in the NFL three times, and I guess we're conditioned to it. I just don't want to see it in college football three times. Well, I hate to tell you this, Lance, but follow the money, and there's a lot of money involved in college. You know, you know, as far as conference championship games. That's no, I get that, but but going but, away, coach. It's yeah, but I. Here's what I would ask you. Do you still think the fans are going to travel? Because, you know, we're going over for the SEC championship game. Seems like we've seen Georgia-Alabama a million times. This will be a massive game. But if it was a 12-team playoff, I just wonder if people would save their money to go to a game in Tuscaloosa or to go to go to a game in Athens. Uh, now, that's a different conversation, right? You, you went from going, talking about, are we going to get rid of championship games, you know, as far as just matchups to now, you know, how much can fans afford? But no, that, that's that's when we get away from them when people start showing up, though. Yeah, right. well, TV dollars, man, Trump butts and seats. That's true. And so as long as those those you know the ads are 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 still rolling in on TV and on radio, guess what? Okay, it's going to happen. He is ESPN's Ian Fitzsimmons. It's the original roundtable brought to you by MyBookie. Go to MyBookie.ag, put in that promo code. Next round, get that great sign-out bonus. You mentioned Kalen DeBoer said teams are supposed to be playing the best football in November. Alabama is oh, playing yeah. the best football in November. The team that beat them, Texas, was playing their best football in September. I think if they play again, Texas loses the game by double digits. Um, if you're on that committee, I mean, right now it doesn't matter. You still could have some possible uh, potential chaos there. But if Alabama is to close the deal, if they win in Jordan-Hare and then they beat a Georgia team, at that point we'll have 29 consecutive wins. Mercy. I mean, look, I don't know how you leave Texas out because Texas beat them head-to-head, but how could you leave right. the 12-1 Alabama out? Well, here, here, uh, so still a lot of ball left to be played, right? I mean, you know, Auburn's playing better than, than I expected. You and I have talked about that. You know, if you're going to get Hugh Freeze, get him now. Um, and, you know, they're – They've been better. Jerry, Jerry Kill got him. Yeah, I know. I know. But, you know, who, rivalry game, who knows, right? You're right. You're right. Oh, Apple Cup, same thing. Um, and then, dude, if we get a Washington-Oregon rematch in the Pac-12 title game, and I've got that game, dude, you need to book a flight to Vegas uh, because that is going to be insane. Jordan Travis being hurt right now. Does that is, that, is, that, is that a Friday night game, though? Yes, we're doing both. So we have, coach, you ready for this one? You want to join me on this trip? We've got, and it's a privilege to do this. I mean, I'm, I am actually excited about it, but I won't be after I'm done. So we have the Pac-12 title game in Vegas on Friday night. Red Eye, boarding an American flight around 11:58 that night. Fly to Charlotte, land at 7 a.m., head to the hotel, shower, change suits, bam, go call the ACC championship game. Well, you, you got a potential for a fun weekend if 
Oregon State, or excuse me, if Oregon and Washington both win, and if Louisville can take care of business. That's the reason I brought it up. Now. And Florida State. I mean, and I want to get to that game because I know you're in Gainesville this weekend. Yeah. How how much does a committee factor in, you know, like Rodemaker, you know, has been a backup there for, what, three years at quarterback. And by all accounts, the team loves him. Yeah, and I mean, when I say love, I mean, like, he's one of those dudes who's just one of the guys. And he, he played pretty well coming in for Jordan Travis, especially on the on the fly. The committee gets one shot to grade Florida State with Rodemaker at quarterback. How much does that impact what they do, even if Florida State beats Florida, wins the ACC, if they don't blow them out? I mean, is this one of those old-school Bobby Bowden, Steve Spurrier, you got to style point the hell out of this thing if you can kind of games for Mike Norvell and the Knowles. Yeah, I just don't think they can, though. I, you know, if, if Graham Mertz was playing in this game, I think it'd be really, really interesting. I still think Florida's got a fighting chance. I don't know much about Max Brown, the backup quarterback. Maybe you give us a little insight into that kid. Um, but I, I still think Florida's got a great shot at winning this game, and maybe it takes it out of the committee's hands, or it would at that point. I never thought we would see an undefeated Florida State at 13-0 winning an ACC championship and getting bounced by a one-loss team, but Alabama's a better team. And I I, I think I Alabama would, would get I think Alabama would get the benefit of the doubt with a backup quarterback with Rotomaker. Yeah, and look, I, I think Texas right now is also a better football team. But th- that's why, and you and I talked about this last week, I don't remember coming into – Thanksgiving weekend, where we still now have, because I thought chaos was coming last week, dude. It, it, it hadn't shown up. I mean, I'm glad I was on the call of Oregon State, Washington. I couldn't bet it because I loved it. When that number came out, Oregon State minus one and a half. I'm going, oh, they are begging you to take Washington. And every now and then, they win seven out of ten of those bad boys, but they do lose three out of ten, and that happened to be one of them. But damn, I thought that was where the first chaos hit was going to come. Yeah, look, this has got nothing to do with chaos, but another one of those numbers that came out this week, Nebraska trying to get bowl eligible under our boy Matt Rule, minus one and a half against what could be a 10-win Iowa team. What's the the total? 26 and a half. You remember there was a there was a time when Alabama first quarter was the total. Are you kidding me? Twenty six and a half. Yeah. The Cubs and Reds scored more runs in a game at Wrigley than that total. Yeah, it's it's insane. It, this, this has been the first of all NFL totals have been flying over, including Monday nights. Uh, I think the under has hit like sixty three percent of the time. Uh, college football, we've seen this year three of the, the lowest totals, the three lowest totals in college football All history. Iowa. All Iowa, yeah. Should Iowa's punter be a Heisman Trophy candidate? Probably. I haven't really looked at his numbers. He, he gets a workout. Killing it. Killing yeah. it. I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, I, I say yeah. that tongue in cheek. I watched, I watched Illinois-Iowa this past week because Illinois, Illinois was one of our plays plus two and a half. And that is some of the worst football in the world to watch. Dude. Come on, coach. You, what? Oh, you got 48 televisions. You, you can get updates on your phone, right? That, that one's not working. That, that's where if you want to interrogate a terrorist, make him watch an Iowa football game and have uh, him wait for the over. Absolutely awful. Um, okay, oh, so before, you want. before we get to Thanksgiving, because you and I again love food. Uh, by the way, that's ESPN's Ian Fitzsimmons. You're heading to Gainesville this week. Uh, how do you see this one playing out? Because I, I 
again, if you're not a Florida State fan, I think everybody's pulling for Florida because everybody wants chaos. I think the committee would love to say, hey, look, they've got a loss. We don't have to put them in now. Man, one, that's the easiest thing, right, as far as what we, we, you and I have been talking about with chaos. And, and, and it hasn't happened. How, how would you like to be on this committee if Florida State wins, right? I mean, Bama beats Auburn. I mean, going down the list, and you have championship weekend, and you have, you're, you're sitting there going, will somebody please make this easier for us? I, I Again, I do not remember this many teams still being alive. We're sitting at eight teams that are what still is alive. The, what is the nightmare scenario? I guess it's Florida State winning out. It's Washington winning out. It's yep. Texas winning out. It's yep. Alabama winning out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, and then it's Ohio State, Michigan, take your pick. Because, yep. um, you know, at that point, not only oh. do you have, to, you have to decide between Alabama, Texas, Florida State, and Oregon, or excuse me, Washington, you've also got to decide what you do with Georgia. I mean, to me, the way Georgia's played the last couple of weeks, and imagine this, man, if they've won 29 consecutive games, they're back-to-back national champions, and they lose a heartbreaker to Alabama, how do you all of a sudden take Georgia from number one and throw them to five? Have you – look, they just beat, at the time, number 12, Missouri, right? Number nine, Ole Miss, and number 18, Tennessee, in convincing fashion. Yeah. You know, now, Missouri, I know, was, what, an eight, nine-point game? Nine-point game, but still, none of those games won possession games. The last two have been complete curb stompings. Dude, it's like that Missouri game. They went, you know what? The hell with this. And Carson Beck is playing remarkable football. I mean, he does right now, he's earning a a, – I mean, people are going to yell at me for this. I think he's earning a trip to New York. Well, right now, he's fifth. I think he's 60-1. to Because so, Marvin, no, excuse me. He's, he ain't going to win it. Right? Jaden Daniels is your Heisman Trophy front runner right now. Yeah, I, I think Jaden should win it. Now, he could play his way out. They could lose to AM, and then you could have an unbelievable performance from Bo Nix or Michael Penix in their next two games. They beat AM, Lance, right? We have seen three lost quarterbacks before in recent history. Yeah. You remember the last one? Yeah, Lamar Jackson, right? And before that? Uh, before that, was it Robert Griffin the third? Man, that's yeah. why you are a football freaking yeah. story. Uh, but, I mean, those guys in, in those particular years, those were the best players in college football. And, look, it's not a humble brag. I've been I've been a Heisman voter for about a decade now. Um, I vote for the best player. I mean – You do it right. I think that's simple. I'm not – no politics involved. Yeah. I mean, J- if Jaden Daniels had a defense, they would be undefeated. They beat Ole Miss. Um, Alabama would have been tricky. But I think in the second half, they would have slowed down Florida State. I think they would have won that game. And that's where that defense, I mean, and, and again, continued prayers to Greg Brooks. You know, I mean, he was a quarterback of that defense at safety. And when he went out, I mean, that, that's, you know, it, it changed. It did. But I agree with you. Jaden Daniels is the best player. We're going back to Georgia, right? I mean, Carson Beck is playing remarkable yeah. football. So, yeah. you know, how, how do you leave him out? My answer to you is if I'm on that committee, I don't. You can't. Yeah, I don't think you can either. Look, I, I think right now the four best teams are two SEC teams in Georgia and Alabama and two Big Ten teams in Michigan and Ohio State. No disrespect to Oregon or Washington. I think they're really good teams, but I think your four best are from two conferences, and there is zero chance we're going to see the four best teams in the college football playoff. And Dan Landing and Kalen DeBoer are two of my favorite coaches in all of college football. I mean, these two guys are just legit, grounded, awesome people. I, I I can't emphasize that enough. I've gotten to know them both a little bit this year, and my gosh, man, they are absolutely badasses. And, and I understand why players play so hard for them. And Oregon right now, 
they're playing some of the best football in the country. So let me ask you this one on another scenario, LT, if Oregon beats Oregon state, that thing will be easy. Yep. I just saw them, man. Hey, the Beavers will fight you, Bubba. I mean, they are, they're tough. I just, I wish I'll let you get to your point. I wish that game was in Corvallis. I yep. wish the apple cup was in Pullman. I yeah. wish uh, Lubbock was hosting Texas this week. <laughs> I mean, we would really have a, 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 a great opportunity. I wish I had a lottery ticket, right? I mean, but yeah. hey, it's a little things in life, right? So uh, so that's why I'm wearing free gear and you're wearing a $1,000 you know, <laughs> I mean, But bottom line is Oregon is playing remarkable football. And I, when I say I – mean, they, they're clicking on – and they're angry. They're, they're pissed off. And they, they are hell-bent right now. So I pose this question to you. What if? Washington beats Washington State. Oregon, as a double-digit favorite, beats Oregon State. Oregon beats Washington in, on championship weekend on a Friday night. Then what do you do? Yeah, well, I look, I think Oregon would need Florida State to lose because I don't think a one-loss Oregon is getting, although they're better than Florida State, I don't think they're getting Thank in you. over Florida State. Thank you. Um, I don't think a one-loss Oregon is getting in over Alabama. Yes, what would you do, not what would happen? Oh, well, again, I, I told you the four best, um, and, and I guess it depends. You know, if Alabama wins, if Alabama loses, easy, they're out. But if Alabama wins, I've got to have Georgia there. I've got to have Alabama and Georgia, and then whoever Ohio State, Michigan wins that game and then beats Iowa, they're so in. Texas out, who head to head beat Alabama. I think the easy play there is to put Texas in, and Florida State and Oregon are on, are, are on the outside. And you've still got a Michigan or Ohio State with one losses on the outside. It is going to be – imagine yeah. if you're on the committee and that scenario plays out. Oh, boy, last thing they want. Last thing you they want. Last thing, full, last open thing. Bar, a full open bar in that, in that damn room, right? I, I know you've got a uh, conference call coming up. Uh, Thanksgiving, though, man. I, it, it's my favorite holiday. It, it doesn't have the hype that Christmas gets, but it doesn't have the complexities. It doesn't have the stress level. Um, it's in, it's out. It's a fun long weekend. It's tons of football. The food is incredible. So it's by far my favorite holiday. The foliage is out there. Um, I know you love it. What is the go-to dish and how many plates will you actually eat? So I've already started cooking, right? So, you know, I love to cook. We've got uh, a, a bunch of family coming in. So we have six bodies, six extra bodies staying in the house where right over the, my right shoulder here is my old hospital bed from all my foot surgeries. That's going to be coming out of retirement. Right. I mean, we, we I mean, it's it's yeah, it, it's insane. Uh, so but I love that part. It's family. It's football. It's food. And you don't have the stress of presence. Right. Come on, man. And then yeah. my, my great grandmother's stuffing. All right. You know, where, where I'm from, it ain't dressing. We call it stuffing. Right. I mean, it's that Jimmy Dean sage sausage burned to a crisp. And you. I hate to do this again. She's she's not with us anymore. Right. My great grandmother yeah. is long gone. Yes. Okay. okay. My mom is with us, right? But yeah, yeah, okay. no, yeah. yeah. But I, I, I missed on the judge. I'll be right one day. <laughs> I'll be right one day. You did right. You did. You did have a judge at six feet under, right? It, 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 it came up. It He's came up here. today on the show. One of the listeners brought it up. What? The show will not go away. Yeah, SEC Media Days 2021, 2022. Two years ago. Yeah, you're like yeah. the judge, right? He, 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 he died. Yeah. That, that was the quote. 
that was a uh, swing geez, and a miss. Pull, pull this up. Pull the clip up, right? I mean, I'm going to give you a good clean edit right here. and Just insert right here. Bam. Hey, your old man passed <laughs> away, right? Oh, wow. Uh, no, not yet. <laughs> oh, I thought he did. I thought the judge was dead. <laughs> Welcome into our favorite favorite <laughs> segment of the show, Dead or Alive. <laughs> LT saying, oh, the judge died, right? No, no, he's, he's LT, he's, uh, he's, still, he's still hanging around. Those movies, corrupt politicians, they're hard to kill off. They're like a cockroach, man. So, but anyway, yeah, dude. I mean, I love it. It's it's football, family food, and my stuffing. I, I made, I'm making today, as a matter of fact, on a Tuesday. I'll do the mashed potatoes tomorrow. My my my, my father-in-law, I call him dad, he does a turkey every year. And imagine a Texan slow smoking that bird. Mm. He stuffs that cavity with oranges, right? To have the citrus come through the meat and make it even less tender. I mean, even more tender. Then takes the oranges out with about two hours to go just violates that turkey's cavity and with, with more stuffing. I mean, it's come I, on. I, I salute you guys. The commitment is there. The mashed uh, Oh, the pies. Look, man, enjoy it. Uh, tell tell the girls I said hello. I'm not I done yet. Up. I'm still eating, brother. Yeah, I, I got to roll. You got to roll. At least two, maybe three rounds. Then you take all the leftovers and you make turkey hash. Think about okay. that. Dude. Leftover stuffing. Leftover turkey, make some extra gravy, smother that stuffing and turkey and all that extra gravy. You want it like, I mean, beyond like soaked. Throw it in the oven for about an hour, 350. Get some crescent rolls or some crackers and attack on a Friday. That is Ian Fitzsimmons from ESPN. Safe travels to Gainesville. This is the original roundtable. It is brought to you by Lance'sLock.com. Jump on board with us this Thanksgiving weekend. Let's win. Let's get November uh, rolling with a big weekend at lanceslock.com. Safe travels. Talk to you next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Hugs and kisses.